guys, welcome to the Chris Lake Show and I'm your host Chris and if you're new here today, thanks for tuning in and if you've been here before, well welcome back and today we're going to be talking about something a little bit more serious we're going to be talking about why is mental health so important so without further ado, let's dive right into it alright, so without getting any further let's just first clarify what is mental health So mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and also social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and also make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, you know, from from childhood to adolescence and also through adulthood. Over the course of, you know, our lives, we experience mental health problems from, you know, our thinking, mood, and behavior. Many factors contribute to mental health problems and the three main factors being biological, psychological and also environmental. Some of the biological factors that affect our mental health includes genetics. Genetics basically includes mental illnesses that run in families, you know, suggesting that people who have a family member with a mental illness may be somewhat more likely to develop one themselves. And another factor, biological factor that affects our mental health includes brain defects or injury. You know, defects in or injury to certain areas of the brain have also been linked to some mental illness. Other factors include poor nutrition and exposure to to toxins such as lead may play a role in the development of mental illnesses. Other psychological factors that contribute to mental illness include psychological, which I've mentioned earlier, Psychological factors that may contribute to mental illnesses include severe psychological trauma suffered as a child, such as emotional, physical or sexual abuse, and important early loss, such as the loss of a parent, neglect, and also poor ability to relate to others. And finally, some environmental factors that contribute to mental illness include death or a divorce, a dysfunctional family, feelings of inadequacy, low self-esteem, you know, anxiety, anger or loneliness, changing jobs or schools, social or cultural expectations, you know, for example, a society that associates, you know, beauty with thinness can also be a factor in development of eating disorders, you know, because the social standard for beauty these days are so high and so unattainable that people actually starve themselves to reach that beauty standard that's, you know, set by society, which is a real shame because I think one of the causes of, you know, mental health should also be society, you know? What do you guys think? Because I feel society puts such a high standard on beauty and such, has such a high expectation on us that we sometimes, you know, lose ourselves and are more prone to mental illnesses because of these high standards set by, you know, society. So why is mental wellness so important? You know, mental wellness is integral to living a healthy, balanced life. You know, according to the WHO, or World Health Organization, one in four people in the world will be affected by mental or neurological disorders at some point in their lives. And emotional, uh, our emotional and mental health is important because it's, white, it's a vital part of our lives and it impacts our thoughts and being healthy emotionally can promote you know productivity and effectiveness in activities like you know work school caregiving 
and it plays an important part in the health of your relationships and allows you to adapt to changes in your life and cope with adversity. So how can you improve your emotional health, you know, day to day? Well, there are steps you can take to improve your mental health every day. Small things like exercising, eating a balanced and healthy meals, opening up to other people in your life, you know, taking a break when you need to, you know, remembering something you are grateful for and getting a good night's sleep. These things can be helpful in boosting your emotional health. I mean, health. <laughs> and there are ways, you know, to identify, you know, if you or a friend or maybe a family member is suffering from a mental illness because, you know, oftentimes these things are neglected and not really given much attention, you know, until it's too late. You know, what I mean by too late is, you know, maybe suicide, you know, the person may commit suicide or, you know, maybe something else. So what are, how, what are ways to identify if you or maybe a friend or a family member is suffering from a mental illness? Well, if one of you, if, you know, you or one of your family members are experiencing, you know, one or more of the following feelings or behaviors, you know, it could be an early warning or a, a early sign of, you know, a mental illness. And some of these signs include eating or sleeping too much or too little, pulling away from people and usual activities, having low or even no energy, feeling numb or like nothing matters, having unexplained ashes and pains, feeling helpless or hopeless, you know, smoking, drinking or using drugs more than usual, feeling unusually confused, forgetful, you know, on edge, angry, upset, worried or scared, and etc, etc, and etc. And, you know, if you want to know um, more of those signs, I will link it in the description box later on. You can check it out later. And, yeah, these are some of the early signs. And if you feel like you could relate or you notice these signs in your family member or your friends, maybe you should take action. And you could take action by, you know... Um, Talking to someone because, you know, talking to someone, can, you know, could really help you improve it. And if you are suffering with it, you could talk with someone. Or if you know someone that's suffering with it, you could actually talk with them. And here are some eight tips for talking about mental health. First up, you should, you know, just start off by setting, you know, some time aside with no distractions. You know, it, it's very important to provide an open and, you know, non-judgmental space with no distractions. And the second tip would be let them share as much or as little as they want to. You know, let them lead the discussion at their own pace. You know, don't put pressure on them to tell you anything they aren't ready to talk about. Talking can take a lot of trust and courage. You might be the first person they have been able to talk to about this. So, you know, take, take your time and be patient. And number three, the third step is don't try to diagnose or second-guess your feelings. You probably aren't a medical expert, and while you may be happy to talk and offer support, you aren't a trained counsellor. So, you know, try not to make assumptions about what is wrong, or jump into quickly with your own diagnosis or, you know, solutions. And the fourth way is keep questions open-ended. You know, say, why don't you tell me how you are feeling, or... Rather than, you know, I can see you are feeling very low. Try to keep your language neutral. Give the person time to answer. And try not to grill them with too many questions. And the fifth, fifth way is to talk about well-being. Exercise, having a healthy diet, and taking a, break, taking a break can help protect mental health 
and sustain well-being, talk about ways of de-stressing and ask if they can find anything helpful. And number six is to listen carefully to what they tell you. Repeat what they have said back to them to ensure that you have understood it. You don't have to agree with what they are saying, but by showing you understand how they feel, you're letting them know you respect their feelings. And number seven, offer them help seek help in seeking professional support and provide information and ways to do this. You know, you may you might want to offer to go to the general practitioner or GP with them or help them talk to a friend or family member. Try not to take control and allow them to make decisions. And number eight, and you know, finally, know your limits. Ask for help or signpost if the problem is serious. If you believe they are in immediate danger or they have injuries that need medical attention, you need to take action to make sure they are safe. And yeah, that's pretty much how to help someone or pretty much help yourself if you're suffering from a mental illness. And you know, finally, I want to talk about how to spread awareness because I think a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people are spreading awareness on mental health, but I think there aren't enough awareness. A lot of people aren't aware of how serious mental health issues really are. So you could start off by, you know, talking with everyone you know, you know, ask family, friends and co-workers on how they're doing and really listen to the answer. If they give any indication that they are depressed or stressed out, let them know that there are resources available to help them. If you sense that they might be considering self-harm or suicide, encourage them to seek help immediately and assist them as you know appropriate. And the second thing you can do is to open up about your experience. If you've struggled or are struggling with mental, uh, a mental illness, share your story. Hearing another person going through the same thing can be a relief and it can be the nudge a person needs to get help and you know move on. And the third one, third reason, the third, I mean the third thing you could do is to encourage kind language. When you hear people around you talk about mental illness in you know disparaging terms, politely ask them to consider the impact of their words. Any language that reinforces the stigma of mental illness is harmful and might keep someone from getting help. And the fourth thing you could do is to educate yourself about mental illness. It's not uncommon for people to misunderstand mental illnesses, you know. Learn more, learn more about it and share what you learn. This includes talking with children about mental, Ill, mental health in age-appropriate terms. Children are not immune to mental illness, you know, and can experience conditions like depression and anxiety as early as elementary school. And number five is to coordinate a mental health screening event. Promoting an event or asking that mental health health or asking that mental health screening be part of a community community health fair can encourage people to take action regarding their mental health. You can learn more about these screenings at, web, at websites like www.mentalhealthscreening.org and also www.helpyourselfporters.org and I'll link these websites in the description so you know you can check it out. And the sixth thing you could do is volunteer. Mental health organizations like Community Reach Center frequently need help with specific in initiatives and ongoing efforts. You know, your phone call, your phone call or email will be greeted with heart heartfelt appreciation. And the seventh, and I think the most popular and most easiest way, is to leverage social media platforms like you know Instagram and Twitter can be great forums for inspiring people you know to be open minded open minded when it comes to mental illnesses. And yeah, and the eight and last you know way you could spread awareness is to encourage physical health that supports mental health mental health 
you know, help people understand that physical health can have a direct impact on mental health. You know, eating healthy and getting plenty of exercise and sleep all play a part in a person's mental and emotional state. So yeah, that's pretty much on how to spread awareness. So today has been a really lengthy and, you know, serious discussion on mental health. And I hope you learned something new today. And yeah, and I think one of the easiest way for you to spread awareness is, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, social media, because we all have, you know, the Gram app on our phones. And it's a great way to help spread, you know, awareness on mental health. You know, you could share articles, you could share posts on mental health, or you could even share this podcast because, you know, people could actually learn about this issue and they should be aware, you know, that these things are real, mental health is real and it's happening and they should, you know, try their best to play a role in helping, you know, reduce mental illness because it is getting more and more serious and more people are prone to mental illness each day and you know doing little things and trying to improve our mental health will seriously affect us in a positive way in the long run so yeah i hope you found this episode today interesting and if you did stay tuned for my podcast episode next week and if you're on apple Podcasts, you know leave a review and you know maybe rate this podcast as it really helps me out you know and subscribe and I'll catch you in the next episode next week. So see ya. Bye.